Hello, God's beloved. This is I Have a Ministry with an I Love Moment. It's positive, it's inspirational, it's uplifting, and yes, the I is intentional. It is an intentional love moment here. Listen, thank you for tuning in again. And we have a special guest here on today that I am so excited about, Pastor Daryl Kinlow. He and his wife are the pastors of Christ Tabernacle Ministries, and for some of us, better known as CTM, right? (laughs) And also, we have another special guest here on today, a handsome gentleman here as my co-host, Elder Juan Austin, better known as my husband. Okay, how everybody doing today? <laughs> so, hello, Juan, and hello, Pastor Kenlo. So happy to have you to join us today. Oh, it's a blessing to be in the land of the living, and definitely a blessing to be on your uh, program today. Thank you for having. You're welcome. You know, just like you just mentioned, there is that quote that is always said and is said often that it is a blessing to be in the land of the living. Um, Is it fair to say that this takes on a whole new meaning for you? Uh, Why, certainly. uh, As many of us believers, uh, we say every day, uh, Lord, thank you for this day that you have made, and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. But when you go through something such as I have recently gone through, it changes not only my life perspective, but it changes my spiritual perspective of being here. Amen. Amen. You know, as as um, far as today is reported, it has been more than 22 million Americans who have lost their jobs and at least 6,900 um, of them have suffered loss in the U.S. And, and most of these losses have been connected to, as it, re- as it is reported, to nursing home. And, um, you know, and there has been 4,000 COVID-19 cases in Wisconsin and uh, near 4,000 cases. It is near that and near 200 deaths. You know, this virus has touched us all in some significant way. It has touched us all. Can you talk to us about how it has impacted your life and your family life? Uh, Why, certainly. Um... It's, first of all, before even getting anything into impacting me personally at my home, my finances, uh, I am soliciting the prayers of all believers on behalf of both of my parents uh, that were in the nursing home together, and they both have tested positive for the Corona-19 virus as of this uh, week. Uh, They are both at one of our... Uh, biggest, most prestigious uh, hospitals here in the state of Wisconsin, Mm. city of Milwaukee. Uh, They both went in. uh, They have a a situation within the nursing homes that uh, paramedics will not take you to a hospital unless you meet 
certain criteria of sickness. You have to be at a certain level of sickness and or they won't take you. So my parents eventually got sick enough with pneumonia, oh, uh, with uh, fevers mm-hmm. and things of that nature to they eventually uh, transported them to ICU. The good news is God is good. Yeah. Uh, both of them are out of ICU. Oh, and God. Uh, they are yet uh, being uh, taken care of for things like uh, kidney injuries of laying mm. on their side too much in the nursing home, mm. uh, an, another for uh, low uh, blood pressure levels. These are things that would have never been known had they not gotten sick enough. So I right. call it a blessing right. that right. they right. got sick Praise so God. that they can get transferred. But now a number of the nursing homes are under investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from my understanding as of today, the one that they were at uh, will be under investigation as well mm-hmm. uh, starting today. Okay. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just just wanted to say that please yes. uh, help me hold up my parents, both of them, uh, in your prayers oh, at this ab- time. Yes, we absolutely will be praying for them. Praying and, for them. You right. know, God exactly. works in mysterious ways, and it is a blessing that you know they got sick enough that they w- was able to be checked on and taken to the hospital to find out and be tested. You know, that is a blessing within themselves because I'm understanding that it is hitting the older population harder than it is any other. Yes, it is. Uh, But the one thing that I would like to say in this area is that we, in the beginning, were told that it was something that would not hit uh, the black community. Exactly. because of so many this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. We were told that the young people had nothing to worry about, and Must that's coming to be known as a falsehood. Absolutely. Uh, we, we were told, we weren't told to wear uh, face coverings or, uh, and, and things of that nature, so we were out there uh, on a boat without a motor or an oar, if you will. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I, I just want to say to people, yes, wash your hands. Yes, keep yourself away from with social distancing as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, go out only if you have to. And when you have to, be very careful. When you come home, change your clothing, wash them daily, right. everything, because... Uh, like I was told, I'm a survivor, but I'm a survivor of one of the strains of the virus, and there are multiple strains Mm -hmm. of the virus. So I could ease back out there, and I'm good from one strain, but uh, God forbid I could pick up another. So we need to be careful, all of us. Uh, Got several reports where young people, a young man came home, his mother told him to stay in the basement where he normally stayed, mm-hmm. and he came upstairs, and now dad is dead because oh. he brought the virus home. Oh. So I'm saying to everybody, young, old, yeah. middle-aged, we've got to be cautious, yeah. careful, and do everything in our power to stay 
within the guidelines that they're telling us. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. Thank you for that. That is so good, you know, giving us that warning and for people to follow thereby. And you mentioned that you were a survivor. Let's talk a little bit about um, how this has affected you. Well, I want to start out by saying that because of ignorance and the lack of communication from our government in the beginning, I took this on as to be a cold, mm -hmm. and eventually the symptoms got so severe uh, till I took it on to be the flu. Mm -hmm. So I went out and I purchased Gatorade because I needed to stay hydrated, and uh, I got to the place after a couple of days to where my breathing was extremely labored. I couldn't talk without coughing and struggling for air. Uh, my average temperature uh, for uh, the first six days, including being in the hospital, were an average of 103.9. So I was continuously burning up but then I couldn't put on much because I would sweat out gowns. I would go from freezing to cold. Uh, my, I got the body aches, and when I got the body aches, my wife came home uh, on the second day, which was a, you know the, like a third day, the Wednesday from work, and she said, you're not looking good, you're not breathing right. Uh, I said, yes, call my doctor. She called the doctor. The doctor said, let us talk to him on the phone. Mm -hmm. And when it took me several tries and I could not say my full, complete name mm -hmm. within two tries without coughing and labor breathing, I heard them tell my wife on the phone, I don't care what he's got on right now, but put on a coat, a hat, some shoes, and get him to the ER. Wow. When I drove up, my wife dropped me off and not in the lobby, but in the foyer that leads into the lobby, they had a staff waiting on me saying, Mr. Kimmel, I said, yes. They stuck uh, a, a thermometer in my mouth, and sure enough, it was 103.9. Oh, wow. They immediately rushed me into the ER, and they're checking and x-raying, and within minutes, they knew that I had pneumonia. Mm. So they started treating me for the pneumonia, and uh, then they gave me the test uh, for the COVID-19, mm -hmm. which I wouldn't wish on anybody mm -hmm. to have to take. Uh, and then a few minutes later, the young lady said, I'm so sorry, we're not used to doing this. You know, this is new. I'm so sorry, Mr. Kinlo. And I'm like, what is wrong? She said, I'm so sorry. I said, tell me what's going on. She said, I forgot to label the samples. Oh. And we've got to take the test once again. Can I just step in right here and ask you a yes. question? Because I'm sure that our audience wouldn't want to know this. Can you just explain a little bit about the process of this test? You know, what, you know, because you said you wouldn't wish it on anybody. You know, what so what, right. Mm -hmm. What kind of testing? What is the procedure? What are they doing at this moment when they're testing you? When they test you, they come and they must take a swab. It looks like a Q-tip, but it's probably about 14 inches long. And they must run that down each nostril, Ooh. down deep to get samples uh, of mucus and, and what have you. Ooh. And 
that going down through you. You can't breathe. You're gagging. It feels like it's going to your stomach. It's mm. painful. And they do it each nostril, and then they go down your throat the same way. Mm. And so to go through that once, I was like, I never want to do that again. So when she came back the second time, I, I looked at her a couple of times when she was talking to me, and she was like, why are you not responding? Because I was so upset mm. at having to do this all over again. Right. The enemy can bring things to your mind Absolutely. that are not appropriate. Right. And so the right. things that came to my mind, I didn't want to let out of my mouth right. because they weren't going to be nice. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm a pastor, but this stuff is being brought to my mind. Absolutely. But that's that, that was the pain of going through the procedure. Right. Uh, what wow. I would like to say right here is the second time I was letting my spirit to hold my breath oh, when she did it. Okay. And when I held my breath, it wasn't as painful. Wow. And I said, how come you didn't tell me to hold my breath the first time? She said, we don't know. But we're, the Holy Spirit did. <laughs> the Holy Spirit let yes, me know my breath. Mm -hmm. So that is the procedure. Uh, I, I tell anybody if you can take it, but I will tell you, it, I think it would help to hold your breath okay. as they do the procedure. It's still going to hurt, mm -hmm. still going to be choking, but I think it will be less uh, painful and everything if you do that. Right. Okay. And then, so then after that, what happened? Well, I was in the uh, ER and there, like I said, they're checking me for everything, taking the blood, and they eventually said, well, we finally got a room for you. They get me upstairs, and uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm suffering. Everything is hurting. I got the 103.9 uh, degree temp. Uh, I'm sweating. I'm freezing. Uh, everything from my toes to my eyeballs were hurting. Yeah. Uh, they're giving me uh, extra strength Tylenol for the pain. I was nauseated. They were giving me nausea medicine. Uh, because of the treating for the COVID-19, they had me on a medicine uh, that is really meant for malaria. Oh, and wow. uh, these, med these medications were so strong till they had to give me tums that looked like the size of bow dollars. And I mm. had to take two of those tums to prepare my stomach to be able to withstand the strength of all the antibiotics and everything they were getting ready to pump into me. Right. Uh, I remember I made it through the night, and I do mean I felt like I made it through the night. I got next to I may have gotten an hour and a half of sleep. Right. And uh, the next morning, a nurse came in and she looked at me and she looked at the machine. She looked at me. She mm -hmm. looked back mm -hmm. at the machine and she took off running. Mm -hmm. And so I looked at the machine, the breathing machine said I was breathing at 50%. Mm -hmm. And that was with oxygen in my nose. Right. In. Yeah. So, of course, she ran to get help. They came back. They stripped me, changed me, and they're pushing me down the hallway like we were in a go-kart race. Uh, and when I remember going into the ER doors, I said, Lord, I need your help yeah. because these people, they don't know, but they're trying. I'm grateful, but I need you right now. Yeah. And they they moved me into the IC room. They hooked everything.
everything to me, the ICU, I mean, the uh, electrodes, the uh, bags of saline and everything. And after about 30 minutes, I remember hearing the attending physicians asking the nurses, why did you bring him down here? Mm. Why is he in there? Right. And they were like, well, look at the monitor. He's only breathing at 50%. He says, no, come back in here. And when they looked at the monitor, I was breathing at 96%. Wow, so, look at God. So God had, <laughs> had did a miracle. Yeah. But they were scratching their heads and saying, I don't understand. I, we don't get it. What happened? How is this possible? And I remember saying out loud, but God. Yes. And when mm -hmm. I said, but God, a couple of the nurses co-signed by saying, amen, amen. Mm -hmm. And I was in ICU with different ones praying, but I was only in ICU for about maybe two and a half hours. And they said, we need this room for somebody that's sicker than you. Mm -hmm. And they... <laughs> And they took me back upstairs. <laughs> I never got put on a ventilator. Uh, my doctor, uh, that was my head doctor, also works with my wife at Freighter's Hospital. Oh, and okay. so my wife and my sister-in-law had called him and said, look, you got to give him the best treatment that there is. Absolutely. That's our, that's our loved one in there. So he promised me he would do all that he could, but he also admitted he was not an expert in what was what, wow. what they were dealing, Absolutely. dealing with. Mm -hmm. But um, I got through, and they told me I had to sleep on my stomach. I'm not a stomach sleeper, but I said, anything that's going to help me, I'm willing to try it. So they got me pillows, propped me up. I'm sleeping on my stomach, and it was the like maybe the third or fourth night in the hospital, and I'm fighting through the nights, fighting through the nights. And I remember this night um, specific uh, that I remember I was nauseated, I was hurting, I'm still going through, and I saw the time was 2 o'clock in the morning, and I began to hyperventilate. I was breathing uh, extremely fast. Mm. And I, the one thing that came to me is I remember that I remember hearing the breath being sucked in, but when I was pushing out, I was saying thank you. Mm. And I know that that was my spirit, man, thanking God in the midst of my storm oh, for, e for even taking me through what I was going through. Yes, Lord. And uh, me being a pastor uh, and have given my life to the Lord from the time I was 18, uh, I had much scripture and word and, and, and knowledge of God's word, but I'm going to admit that the spirit of fear had gripped me. Yes, yes, and, yes. And, and Rightfully understood. understood. In the midst of breathing, I kept thinking to myself, or the spirit had me to think, was that you're not going to be able to do this much longer and you're going to die. And I heard within me, stop. And it was like I stopped breathing, which seemed like five minutes, but I'm sure it was only like five seconds because of, you know, the actuality of everything. Mm -hmm. And I remember him saying, whose report 
are you going to believe? Yes, Lord. And I was like, whose report? He said, I have promised to be your king. I have promised to be with you and never leave you nor forsake you. I have promised you and shared with you in your word. I'm the God that heals you. And he kept giving these scriptures. Yes. I, he said, so now whose report are you going to believe? Yes. And at that point, I said, Father, forgive me. Forgive me of my unbelief, even at this time. And the minute I said, Father, forgive me, mm -hmm. I took a breath, and I and I was breathing normally. I looked up at Ooh, the machine. I was breathing at 96%, mm -hmm. 50%, and God worked the second miracle. Praise so God. I, but what I learned out of this is he said many of people count receiving the diagnosis of having coronavirus number 19 as a death sentence. Mm -hmm. He said, but to those that are mine, mm -hmm. yes. those that can trust me, yes. those will stand on my word and my promises. Praise it, God. it is a divine appointment, but it's not a death sentence. Praise yeah. God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So with you saying that, um, should anyone be alarmed by um, having a coronavirus diagnosis? Well, I would say be concerned. I would say don't be like me and move out of ignorance in the beginning and say, oh, it's a cold or a flu. If you got the symptoms, go get checked out. Contact your, your physician and get yourself checked out because if I had have gotten in sooner, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have went through as much mm -hmm. because of the lack of knowledge. I was trying to self-medicate for two, three days at home and it was only getting worse and worse. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, I definitely would encourage anybody if you got fever if you got body aches if you got a cough that's continuous if you got any of these symptoms that they're sharing with us mm. contact your physician because the doctors are saying if you get here sooner we don't have to put you on a ventilator mm. and studies are now shown that 80 to 90 percent of people that mm -hmm. get on the ventilator, mm -hmm. do not make it. Oh, wow. And that's why my doctor was doing with all that was in his power to keep me off the ventilator right okay okay so you think correlating the ventilator would possibly with the uh, death total uh well I, what i'm correlating is is the that is a part of it but a part of the reason why a number of people get on the ventilator is because they don't know how to speak to their spirit. Got it. Yes, sir. You see what I'm saying? Yes, so sir. That, what mm -hmm. God shared with me is many of people that are dying from this virus is because of the spirit of fear. Absolutely. That takes over. And Absolutely. You, God cannot operate on your behalf when the spirit of fear is in control. Absolutely. And that's why he had to stop me in the middle of the night, mm -hmm. in the middle of my panting, and said, stop. Mm. And he gave me a choice. He said, choose ye this day. Okay. Whose report are you going to believe? Absolutely. And, and that's what I needed. I needed that instance to be 
brought back to my mind. Mm-hmm. It brought back so my spirit man was in control. Absolutely. And from that point forward, every time I got a fever, I didn't ask for another Tylenol. I hey. to the the, the fever. Stay and there. Mm-hmm. Every time mm-hmm. my oxygen went up, I spoke to the oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. I, did, I didn't need it anymore. So for the next two days, I began to just constantly speak yes. to everything that affected me. And God showed up and he kept his word yes. and he kept his promises. He healed me. Yeah. He witnessed to the doctors, to the nurses, to the stations. Right. So God is getting the glory, not me. He said it was a must be for me mm-hmm. to go through yes. so that I can tell it. He said, but it wasn't about you. Right. You know? Right. So exactly. I, I give all praise and all uh, glory unto the Father uh, who has saved me mm-hmm. once again absolutely yeah. once again yeah. and yeah. It, you yeah. know and that is so good how you know and why it is so important to have the word down in you because that word in you spoke the life of the word spoke life mm-hmm. into you exactly. exactly absolutely yeah i will share with anybody if it's not in you when you're sick and you need it, it won't be in you to come out. Mm. And I'm here to tell you that the thing that really got me is even before I was speaking a word, my spirit man right. was moving on my behalf. Absolutely. Thank God. Even though I'm gasping for air, he's saying thank you. See there. Even oh though my I'm goodness. burning up, he's saying thank you. Oh my because goodness. My spirit man God. knew him to be the healer. Yes. My spirit man knew him to be the deliverer. Yes. So even when I couldn't think to thank him, he was thanking him. Ooh, praise God. God, oh, glory. God. All the glory and yes. all the praise yes. for that. And you know that what's in you is what's going to come out of you. Yes. See, exactly. see, the word came out of you, but in some cases, people are cursing and swearing and fussing. But what's in you is what's going to come out of you. It's what I'm hearing from you. That is so true. Yeah. That's it. That's Absolutely. It. You know, in the good times and in the peace times of peace, store up that word. Absolutely. Store up that praise. When things are going good, Praise him like you're going out of your mind mm-hmm. because you never know when you'll be on your back or like me on your stomach and you need that praise to come up down within deep within your soul. Yes. Let's take a little turn here. On Thursday, Governor Evers said that golf courses could open with certain restrictions and that for hired lawn care could be carried out if it was performed by one person. He also stated that stores selling materials to make face masks, you know, the face masks that we're making now, can be open for curbside pickup. You know, this virus has been a strain on businesses, especially small businesses. Do you think that the time span of the quarantine was warranted or do you think the quarantine list is coming too soon? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, First of all, the proof is in the pudding. Everybody that did the quarantine and the stay-at-home order from China 
to uh, Europe, uh, Italy, uh, eventually New York, Washington State, it has been proven that that is what decreased the, the onslaught of people coming in with new cases of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So it was warranted. It is needed. Uh, I think that uh, the president of the United States, my president, Donald Trump, I do not agree with everything that he says and that he does, but he is my president. Mm-hmm. He is the one that has rule over us as a country. Mm-hmm. So we are to praise of them that have rule over us. Right. But he, I believe, being the businessman that he is, is looking at that if they don't make some moves soon with him not trusting God, uh-huh. he's trusting mammon. That is the God of the United States, money. Mm-hmm. And so he's chasing the money, the God of mammon, and he's saying if we don't open back up, mm-hmm. uh, we'll never have our country as it was before. Right. But God is dealing with certain individuals like myself and others that have testimonies of how God has kept food on our tables. Mm -hmm. Our our mortgages have been paid. And the things that we couldn't pay, we were able to make arrangements with Sprint or whoever else we had. And look, that's that's miracle number three, right? There you go. She was able to pay the mortgage and pay everything with money left over. Praise God.
will humble themselves. Humble themselves. Oh, yes. Repent and turn from their wrong, their wicked ways, if you will. I will turn this thing around. Yes. I will heal the land. He said, but many, I need you to know, yeah. are not going to do it. Mm, he said, that's so, so true. So true. Some things. He said, but my people, which do humble themselves and seek my face, I'm going to preserve them and take them through situation after situation, plague after plague. Yes. And I'm going to show the earth who my people are, and I'm going to show them off as my choice possession, praise. also to provoke others to come to me. Mm -hmm. Oh, praise God. Amen. Absolutely. God is doing his thing. That's what I say. <laughs> so, you know, the governor of California has uh, stated that restaurant patrons um, would have to submit to having their temperatures taken before seat being seated in the restaurant when the, the state began to gradually reopen. Um, do you think that we, are, have, we have entered into a new way of living permanently? I mean, think about it. It's before you, you're taken to your seat. I mean, the state of California governor says that you're going to have to have your temperatures taken before you're seated. I mean, have we entered into a new way of, of living permanently? you think well certainly certainly and it wasn't meant for us to stay the same uh god is doing a judgment within the earth not just the u.s but within the earth and the only way things are going to happen is his promises which are his prophecies through his prophets of old They've got to be fulfilled. It says in the last days, yeah. this is going to happen. That's right. going to happen. Mm -hmm. There's going to exactly. be pestilence in the land. Mm -hmm. There's right. going to be famine. There's going to be this. And so now all we're seeing is the fulfillment right. of the prophecy. And these things must be. So things can't stay the same. The Bible says that the things are going to mm. become or wax worse and worse. Wow, so, so we as believers have faith and we have an assurance and we have promises to, from God to take us through. Not that we wouldn't go through. I just went through. Right, right, and, right. And he told me that wasn't about me. I'm like, well, how is it not about me? And I was sick and I was hurting. Mm -hmm. He said, you were just a vessel that I was using for such a time as this, as I am doing with other people around the country and around the world. Yeah. You know, and so... I, to answer your question from before, no, I don't think uh, our society is ever going to be the same again. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you were probably for a while, you're going to see folks throwing up the, the fist of the soul brother fist, if you will, and, <laughs> and or you're going to do the one of the new things where they're going to do that handshake in the air from across the room, <laughs> or as I learned in the South, you're going to give that head now. <laughs> Throw the head back, huh? Yeah, yeah. You're going to acknowledge, hey, man, you entered the room, you give him a head bob. You know, you recognized him. Right, you right. gave him his respect. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what I was going to ask you, too. Have you been out and about since your hospital stay 
and um, are people treating you differently after knowing that you've been um, infected with the virus? Uh, yes, well, answer first question, no, I have not been out of the house uh, since I made it home last Thursday uh, because the city of Milwaukee Department of Health uh, informed me that I was free of the virus once I went so many hours without uh, fever and so many hours without uh, problem breathing and so on, which I surpassed. Uh, but then my doctors from the hospital and my family from across the country have dared me to leave the house mm -hmm. <laughs> um, prior to the doctor's recommendation, which actually the 23rd of this month, I'm actually my 14 days are up. Oh. But my doctors have told me don't go nowhere before the last day of this month. So just believe, yes, I could physically do what I want to do, but common sense is going to kick in and I'm going to listen to the medical doctors because God put them on earth for a reason. Right. It was better sometimes to be uh, extra or over cautious and survive than to try and be wiser than others and suffer in the end. So, no, I haven't been anywhere. Uh, to tell you the truth, I'm seeking God right now as to what, are my, what is my new life going to be? Mm. Because right now I was preparing to do less and make more through different types of businesses, but I was running and ripping so much, the Lord said, you didn't even let me slow down enough for me to tell you what I wanted to do and how to do it. <laughs> right. so, mm -hmm. so now that I'm sitting on the couch and I'm laying in the bed, he's got all the time he wants Absolutely. to deal with me. Absolutely. And so I'm not looking at my old job the way that I once did. Um, I'm looking at my future and I'm listening at the plan that the father would have uh, for me. So I'm not worried about money mm -hmm. because he's, he's my source. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not worried about getting back out here because once he releases me, I know he's got me covered. Right, right, right. You right. know, both spiritually and physically and mm -hmm. naturally. So I don't have the spirit of fear in me anymore. My thing is hear and obey. Right. And don't you feel that this has almost put you on a different mission? I mean, it kind of just have turned things around because I'm hearing that. And, and even for myself with this um, shut in that we have been got, you know, that the Lord has put us on. Um, I call it a, um, a sabbatical that we were put on that we didn't even ask for, you know. But with this, God has haven't has gotten the chance to really speak to us and whereas you know we wouldn't slow down otherwise he has slowed us down and now we we're able to hear him more of what he's saying to us have you found that he, there it's like he has turned what what you thought that he had you to do and wanted you to do has that changed in a way like your mission has changed uh, most definitely um i as a pastor and a preacher i uh, had a vision and had written it down and I thought it was plain and <laughs> now what he is showing me through all of that was that that was 
my vision, mm-hmm. my plan, mm-hmm. my will, my desire, and he was left out of most of it. Mm-hmm. And so now what he's showing me is I'm going to have you work my plan, my purpose, even being with you all on this format is something that I never thought that I would be doing. Right. Uh, when I was interviewed earlier this week on one of the local radio stations, never thought I would be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, ministering to so many people that are calling my home to check on me, my parents, or they're calling because their water heater busted or whatever, and God has given me now a platform uh, to minister. Right. Well, my life my life will not be the same anymore Absolutely. because as I stated before, what he's telling me is hear and obey. Absolutely. See, Absolutely. so if I hear from him, and I'm obedient to what he says, there's no way I mess up. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Pastor Kendall, will you give us some last words and pray for those who may have suffered loss or been impacted by this virus in any way? Yeah, and then my... I'm sorry, what did you say? Those who are still sick. Oh, okay, yeah. Yes, uh, I think I've said quite a bit already Mm -hmm. uh, with your great questions that were posed unto Mm -hmm. myself. Um, I will say, I would say, be obedient to those that have authority over you. And yes, you are believers. Yes, you are kingdom members. But you live in this earth. You live in this country. So when they say don't do this. We are to follow the rules and the laws of the land and those that have charge over us. Uh, So we should not run around saying, yeah, I heard what the Surgeon General said. Yeah, I heard what the Governor said, but I'm going to do what I want to do how I want to do it. You may very well reap the whooping if Mm, not worse by being disobedient to what God said. He says, give you know, give unto Caesar what is deserving unto Caesar. So, like I said, President Trump is our president. Didn't say he was our best friend, but he's our president. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. so, so, therefore, we should listen to him and the other officials uh, and pray. Absolutely. Uh, about things. I would say, too, if you have any symptoms of COVID, do not wait too long, a day to max call your doctor get yourself checked out because uh, it's better to go in sooner than later like i did and uh you know and then finally for those of you all that are uninfected praise be unto god but be careful because as i stated before a young man doesn't have a father anymore yeah. because he brought the virus into the home he was going and coming and dad picked it up and dad is no longer with us so we we must not only be careful for ourselves but we need to be careful with the social distancing i haven't hugged one of my children or my grandchildren uh in weeks now Mm -hmm. uh we have dueled uh and and we're going to zoom uh real soon yeah Uh, but that's not the same as grabbing a hold of and squeezing 
healthy. Right. If you know what I'm talking yeah, about. But it's so the healthiest it, way, right? But it's the way of the land. It's the healthy way. So I'm encouraging everyone, please be healthy. Please be careful. Be obedient. And with that being said, Father, we thank you thank for you, this Jesus. opportunity to be on this platform right now, God. You, but it's not about us. I pray that your word that went forth, the people have heard my experience. They have heard me and given unto me through not following and letting the spirit of fear rule or control. But we are to walk Yes, God, by the spirit man that you created us to be, we are to stand on your promises and keep what you have given us to keep. You said that we are to prove that we love you by keeping of your commands and your statutes. So help us to study our word and know our word that when we run into circumstances, the word will deliver us. The word will save us. The word will sustain us. Now, Father, I pray earnestly for anyone that is suffering because of this yes. disease that you will touch them now from the crowns of their head uh, to yes. the very soles of their feet yes. as i was going through my feet hurt my head hurt my mm. eyes hurt touch them right now and relieve them of the pain yes, yes god as they're going through this storm allow them to see themselves Allow them to draw back to you to repent, God, that you can use them and you'll get the glory out of their living. Those of us that are impacted by the going through of this virus and coming out, let us never be the same again, another, not another day in our lives. Let us tell of this testimony that yes, you will Lord. get the glory of how you saved us in spite of us. Mm, uh, we give you the glory. We give you the praise. Father, I pray right now for the families that have been impacted, that have lost loved ones, mothers, fathers, friends, siblings. Father, comfort their hearts right now as only you can with that shalom peace that goes beyond understanding, oh God. Oh, Father, I pray that you comfort in their times of down when they're in their rooms, when they're in their quiet places and they're crying and they're suffering. Father, be that comforter unto them is my prayer right now. And Father, all I can say in regards to the what's going to happen in the future is have your way. Yes, Lord Jesus. Have your way, God. Draw people back to you. The church, God, get their attention, God, to understand it's about you, your word, and your plan. Draw us back to you. Help us to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to God that we can see turnaround, maybe not in every area of this country, but in some areas of this country. Yes, Thy Lord. will be done, God. Mm, thy will yes, be Lord. done is my prayer. Yes. In Yeshua Hamasiah's name I pray. Yes. Amen. And, and amen. 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 Praise God <laughs> for that powerful prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor yes. Kenlo, do you have any um, way that you would want people to connect to you, maybe a Facebook page or any way that you would want um, those who may want to get in contact with you? Uh, yes, they can reach me uh, via Facebook uh, by way of my name, which is Daryl K. 
Ken Lowe, is which I'm under Facebook, or it might say Pastor Daryl Ken Lowe, D-A-R-R-E-L-L-K-I-N-L-O-W. Uh, if you have need or desire to reach me, I don't have a problem uh, with individuals having my cell phone number, uh, which is 414-397-6303. I would appreciate it that you don't call with foolishness um, of any type, but if you want to earnestly talk about God or the experience that I went through or what is happening in this hour, I will be glad to speak or converse with anyone. Praise God. Thank you for that. Now, thank you, God's beloved. I thank you for joining us on today. You know, a lot of people didn't make it, and we are certainly um, sorry for that. We extend our condolences to you, and certainly our prayers are with you. But Pastor Kenlo, you are one of the ones who did. Praise Amen. God. Amen. Thank you, beloved, again for joining us, and may the peace of God be with you always. Rest in Jesus. If you have not given your life to Christ, now is a good opportunity to give your heart to Him. All you have to do is just confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Son of God and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead and you are saved just ask him to forgive you for all your sins say forgive me lord i want to give my life to you please come in my heart jesus and be my savior and help me to live this life every day of my life